0: From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to SDSUHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on or off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHAM1 national champions, as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters, Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota. Earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. AT&T Wireless. Fast, reliable, and secure. M Drive. Our Boost and Burn is specially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at com. Oklahoma University Hockey. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Drury Inns and Sweets. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at druryhotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event. Or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And now our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and Eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
1: All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another episode of Analytics and Eyeballs. It's Monday night, which means that's what the show is. Scott Strandy with you tonight from just outside of San Diego, California, beautiful Rincon, funner, funner California at the beautiful Harris Resort and Casino here. Um, second night of four, uh, lots of hockey, lots of things to talk about. Uh, my co host, as always, Paul Hornstein, living it up in that palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Really? Paul, how are you? I'm looking for the palatial estate. Let me know when you find it. <laughs> I'm going to send a guy by the name of Robert Master Simone out to find it for. Me. Oh, that's
0: fine. Uh, you know, Robert will find it. He's not far from you. He's not. Neither, neither is Chris Gr- Grando. Neither is Grando. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> uh, They'll find that estate. They'll take pictures. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, you know, they, they can they can go to the Google Maps thing and and they can focus down on this, quote, palatial estate and see the 1998 car in front of it that's how old the picture is by the way i'm just letting you know i haven't had that car
1: in 15 years i absolutely love it i absolutely love it well it's analytics and eyeballs but tonight we've got a special guest coming on it's going to join us here in just a few minutes and um that's the head coach from Alaska Fairbanks. Oh, my goodness. I was just looking through their stats again. Every time I look through them, Paul, I go, I can't believe this team. Um, you build a winning hockey program with great goaltending and good defense, and then you take advantage of scoring opportunities. Am I right?
0: Well, that's usually the way you like to design it. Whether it happens that way or not is another story. But Well, uh, let me you tell know.
1: you, uh, up to up to the almost 1st of December, the uh, the Nanooks have uh, only allowed uh, more than three goals, I believe, one time, just one time. That's it. The entire ah. season. That that's a recipe for success. We'll have the head coach on in just a minute, and uh, and give his thoughts on what's going on. And um, it, you know, the polls come out again today. Nobody knows what's going on. Who's up? Who's down? Um, <laughs> they're split between Denver and Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I I can't. I can't figure it out. Um, One day I will, but I don't want to rant on it all night. But um, it's I don't know. Can I just stop there? (laughs) Well,
0: let's let's, you know, hopefully we can get the coach to. To comment, not necessarily on the specificity. Of the vote. But. uh, We we throw this term around and I don't know if I like it or not. I'm you know me. I'm always the outlier. But this term "quote unquote" parody, and you've got the two various polls with either five or six different teams getting first place votes. <laughs> no, I, I I don't I don't know if that what that says, but
1: not I don't know I don't believe but, that that says parody. I think that that says confusion because uh, I think we know there's a couple of teams that are right up near the top, maybe one. That that uh, is right up near the top and i think they fell asleep last friday i'll find out i'll be there this friday and saturday when i uh, see the pioneers and asu so we'll get on to that in a minute the super 16 okay. will do at the end of the show and um let's not mess around we got the coach online let's uh let's bring on the head coach from the uh university of alaska fairbanks Nanooks. eric largan is with us coach scott and paul with you thanks for coming on um and my apologies, right off the get-go, I don't even have a preview of you guys yet because I haven't been able to see you guys in person to do it.
2: Hey, don't no no problems with that. So I can uh, I can give you guys all the info you need. So I'll give you <laughs> try to be as unbiased as possible with our group. Um, if you want the rundown of our of our team, <laughs> I
1: I think I can tell you the rundown just by looking at what I've seen, following along at some of your games uh, on the internet, and then seeing the scores. You have great goaltending, you have a great defensive style, and you take advantage of scoring opportunities as often as you can. Am I close? Yeah,
2: I think so. You know, I think our group's, uh, you know, I think we got a little bit more offense in us than what we've shown. And, you know, we've been playing really good hockey five-on-five, five, you know, all season long. I, I felt like we've been, you know, outplaying playing teams. I think for us, I think we'd have, uh, you know, a different Different, much different record a little bit better on our special teams and you know i, I think all of a sudden instead of being a couple of games below 500 i think we'd be three or four above 500 so i mean every game's been tight we had one stinker against michigan tech there but outside of that um yeah we've been playing pretty good hockey so i'm proud of the group it just uh you know our process has been good we just gotta gotta finish and you know get a few better results
0: well oh, go ahead paul i was just gonna say uh i mean i know you guys work on that stuff all the time yeah uh just uh, i guess the question is how frustrating does it get a i know you can't show the players your frustration because you don't want them to see it but do you see it from them
2: yeah i think so you know i think they're frustrated too in the results so you know we went and played penn state this past you know past week uh you know, a little bit of a different, different games with Tuesday and Wednesday. But, you know, outside of the first period, Penn State kind of jumped us. And then the rest of the weekend, I thought, you know, we were the better team five on five. And then, you know, we don't, uh, you know, we don't capitalize on some of the scoring opportunities. And, you know, they beat us in special teams. And that ends up being the difference. You know, we played them Wednesday and, you know, gave lost two to one and, you know, didn't capitalize on a five minute major and they scored two power play goals. And that's the difference in the game. So, um you know it is something that we work on quite a bit we spend a lot of time it just you know sometimes it's balances sometimes it's you know a lot of times it's you know some mistakes on you know by our staff and myself and um you know and sometimes it's just on the player's stick and we don't execute so it's been a little bit of a combination of everything but you know I've liked our group a lot and I feel like you know I feel like those areas are going to improve as we you know continue on to the you know onto the next part of the year
0: how was it playing four games and basically uh, <laughs> five nights? I knew that.
2: Yeah. Was- you know, you know what? You'd have to ask the players on that. I mean, coaching, it wasn't, wasn't as physically. <laughs> hard as I think the Guys are eating up 20, 25 minutes or, you know, our goaltender who played all four. So, um, you know, it was, uh, it was different. That's for sure. You know, they had to do the same thing. They, they uh, split against a very good Michigan state team. The, you know, that Friday, Saturday right. that came into their building. So they had the same thing and, You know it was a different thing the prep work was uh you know pretty fast i think for both sides but you know it was an enjoyable series and penn state has a great program and you know a really good team this year so it was a lot of fun um you know playing against a first class program like them
1: eric i want to ask you this because uh i've been asking all the coaches this about the word parity but not necessarily on that i'm just talking about uh what you guys have done with a really good strength of schedule this year and uh, to be up in the, you know, the upper top of the middle of the pairways, if, pairwise, if I can say that. Um, and you can look at, at games where you can make up some, some ground here. Uh, you got Notre Dame coming up. You got Denver coming up. You got Arizona state coming up. I mean, there's some games that, uh, that you can move up this pairwise. So how does it feel right now for you guys?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a mixed bag, right? Like I said, it was, been playing good just haven't gotten as many of the results. And, uh, you know, you, you, you obviously would hope that you'd be a little bit above 500 at this point in the year. But, um, yeah, like you said, we have an opportunity in front of us and we have a nice, you know, really – uh, really great rivalry series coming up with Anchorage to, at you know, two at our place and then two at their place. And then, like you mentioned, you know, playing some, you know, some heavy hitter programs with, you know, Notre Dame and Denver and Arizona state. So, you know, it's a really, uh, it's a really fun schedule here in the second half, playing the independents and playing a couple of those, you know, top end programs, historically top, top programs, Denver arguably the best team in the country this year. So, um, you know i I think the guys are really looking forward to it, and I know you know they feel like hey, we just gotta you know we gotta start getting some results and you know I think if you start stringing some together i think uh you know i i think more more success will follow for the group
1: let me Paul i gotta get one more in here on that, but um I know you and and coach powers are are good friends and um your last statement, you just said the powerhouses like Notre Dame, Denver, and Arizona State. Did you think that you would be saying Arizona State in the same breath as them, um, let's say, five years ago or six years ago when they were just getting started?
2: Yeah, I, you know, probably not, but you knew that this... i, I you, know, you didn't know it would be maybe as quick, but you knew it would happen at some point, right? Just because, you know, I think they were building something, um, you know, great there. They're obviously you know, Arizona State's, you know, a power five school. So they're going to have, you know, a lot of backing there. And then now with that new arena um, that we're really looking forward to going and, and, uh, you know, seeing and playing in, I just think there's a lot of things that are happening for them. And I think coach did a great job of getting them going, you know, even quicker, like that uh, 18, 19 year and, having them be as good as, as they were. So, I, I, you know, I think they're in that, you know, that upper echelon, that top 20 consistently of college hockey where, you know, any given year they, they might have the team and the ability to, you know, make a run at a, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament and make a run when they get there.
0: Okay, Coach, now, last year was right around this time where – your team started to kind of really click come together. Now, obviously you have a little bit more experience this year than you did last year. Do you kind of get a feel that that's, you're, you're just about at that point again now this year, considering you had so many new players, even with the experience?
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, I obviously I hope so. Right. But, uh, I, I think, uh, You know i think it's coming along really well like our you know our younger guys are finding their footing and we're starting to get some more chemistry with lines and you know defensive pairings and uh i think there's more confidence in the group as well you know even playing that penn state you know those games you lose them both but i think the guys still feel good about where their games are at individually and as a team uh you know when you go against the best and and you play as well as you do so uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot of good things ahead for, for the guys and, and our group. And, you know, obviously we got to stick with our process here, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think in the second half of the year, you know, again, we're going to have some, some good, some good opportunities presented ourselves to be able to win some games and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to finish and follow through with it.
1: Eric, you scared the heck out of me when you said about this time last year, because I thought he was going to talk about your multiple nights in Seattle. No, yeah i
2: hope getting to denver is a lot easier this time around so yeah we're you know we're meeting at least we're meeting in a different you know we're going through a different hub we'll see if o'hare is okay to us so that one can be a dicey at this time too but yeah we'll meet in chicago and then we'll head over to south bend uh together as a group there for the for the new year's uh weekend
1: Okay, uh, I was going to ask you, uh, and I want to talk about the Governor's Cup in a minute. But I've had a chance to see uh, your counterparts from Anchorage quite a bit, just because they happen to have been in the area. And uh, I commented after the uh, the Arizona State Anchorage series, I said, "Wow, Coach Shasby was a little short with me." I thought, and I wasn't. I didn't know if it was short with me or if he was just. A little frustrated about being on the road for 16 days, and uh, you know maybe didn't get the results that he wanted to at Arizona State, and um, he he decided he was going to take it out on Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, that was the best game that I've seen them play. So as you get prepared to play this Governor's Cup, and the fact that it's resurging and back, and you know uh, I I'll shout out both programs because. Anchored showed up at uh, in both Vegas and at Arizona State, but who wouldn't, right? I mean, <laughs> in the wintertime, yep. you come down here. But anyway, their fans showed up. They're supporting Alaska hockey. They, uh, they're they excited about it. They were begging me to come up there, and I was trying my best to figure out a way to get there to watch both games at both places. And uh, but, but for those that don't know, Uh, tell us about the resurgence and tell us about the governor's cup and what it means to college hockey and hockey in general in Alaska yeah you
2: know growing you know growing up here and growing up in the state I mean it's a it's it's the biggest sports you know rivalry that we have in our state and you know Fairbanks and Anchorage it doesn't matter what we're doing you know against each other whether we're playing tiddlywinks it doesn't matter like the, the other the other town wants to beat the pants off the other one so it's like It's a great rivalry um you know fairbanks is kind of the little brother to anchorage just with our population size and you know we're a little bit more you know north a little bit less of city so we kind of have a chip on our shoulder and you know it's just a great it's a great way to showcase our state and you know our, our two top sports programs in the state and you know, I'm so happy and proud of what coach Shasby and their staff's done over there. Like they've, they've been fantastic and already having some big wins in their program and, you know, getting back on the ice and putting together as good of a team that they have. I mean, that's a good hockey team over there. So we're, we're excited to be able to play them excited for our guys that haven't, you know, we only have a few guys that have gotten to play in the governor's cup rivalry. So we're really excited for the group. I know our guys are excited about it and you know it's always uh, it's always a good atmosphere. Both places are usually packed, and um, you know I know they're going to bring their best game. So uh, you know it's something that's been around for a long time, and you know we're glad that that Governor's Cup's back to it, and you know hope that uh, hope that it stays uh, up north for uh, you know another year after this year.
0: Well, coach, don't don't let Scott with his sixteen days and all this other nonsense. <laughs> All right. I I sit here. Now, granted, you guys haven't been out or off campus maybe for 16 days in a row. But you guys haven't played a home game since the middle of October. So so let's 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 call that for what it is. Uh, Not only are you playing Anchorage, but you're getting to play a home game for the first time in a
2: while. And that's got to feel good, too oh yeah we're we're i know the everyone's excited too and it's you know it's usually our because of that rivalry it's what you know our best usually our best attended games of the year and uh place has just more energy at the carlson center so uh, you know we're expecting a really strong showing there and i know our guys are excited to finally play at home and you know play in front of you know the their peers and friends and people that support them in the community so uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've last played. It's one of the, our drawbacks of being an independent. It's tough to right. fill some of these, you know, these gaps in our schedule. And uh, we're, just, we're just happy that we can be in the state for these next, you know, next four games and obviously the two at home.
0: Okay, so based on that, and, and obviously part of this was, was the whole shutting down for a year because of COVID and the whole – are you starting to see a little bit more of a balance uh, next year's schedule and the year after that? You know, obviously I'm not expecting to give us any details in terms of who or what, but yeah, no, a it's more it's, balance?
2: Yeah, it's been better, you know, over the next, you know, a little bit. You know, we still run into it. Those, you know, those times in uh, November, you know, are hard just trying to find games because typically what we do is we play those you know, our independent partners, we play them in that back half of the schedule, right. In right. that like right. si- similar thing we play, you know, this year, we're playing Lindenwood and, and Long Island and ASU during that time. And we'll d- continue to do the same, you know, along with another series against Anchorage. Um, but, you know, I think going forward into the future, I think it's only going to continue to get better and better as, as we have some more time to schedule out and can continue to fill with more home dates and, you know, find some other times, whether that's Thanksgiving or, uh, you know, different other weekends that's more geared towards non-conference times that, you know, we can get some teams up to, to Alaska.
1: Uh Eric, I got two. You... Hold on a minute. I got to ask him one quick question. You can jump into it. But okay. uh while we're still on the Governor's Cup, Eric, I got to ask you, number one, where is the cup? And is there a cup? What does it look like? Define it for us.
2: Oh, yeah, there's a, yeah, the cup's huge. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, God, it's probably three and a half feet tall it's you know 25 30 pounds so it's a, a big wooden bowl it's three layers and then it has a plaque you know it has a, either a blue plaque or green plaque for every year that you know whether nanooks or sea wolves have won it so the cup is in our in our trophy case um you know 11 years in a row and hopefully don't jinx us there so i want to continue to keep going um you know when I was a player here we didn't win it so you know got to try to get it as a coach but um it's a it's a it's a really neat thing it's a big deal it's uh it's a lot of fun so we it, it doesn't matter how many times you play them all the games count towards it and then if it's a draw so whether you know this year we play them six times so if it were three to three uh you know in the win-loss column then you go into a five-man shootout so it's been decided many times through the five-man shootout and it's yeah it's an awesome awesome tradition
0: really I love it. You, that, that that's the, wow i wow i see that would be i now this is once again this is just me but that would make me nuts
2: oh and it used to be you know back in when the wcha ccha days i mean you would play two, right? So, you'd only have time to play them twice. So, you'd play one in Fairbanks on, let's say, Friday, and then you'd be going to play Anchorage on that Saturday. And yeah, so a lot of, I mean, many, many times it ends up in that 1-1, as wow. you can imagine in college hockey with, you know, how many splits there are, happens that 1-1 split, and then all of a sudden it's that five-man shootout for it. So, it's, uh, it's a great thing, you know, no matter who wins it. And um, it's just good for the state. It's good for hockey. It'll be good for them. It's good for us. It's just it's win win all around. And uh, you know, obviously we're you know we're obviously enemies on the ice when we're playing, but we want the other to be successful, and it's a good showcase for Alaska hockey with the series.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, not gonna lie that that would be something I would I would love to see. <laughs> uh, well, I just think that's such a who knows? But uh, just <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: so, coach, as you sit here now and you're, you're talking about, uh, as, as as you said, you had your, uh, you know, your your goalie play all four games. Um, did he should did he show a little wear and tear at the end of that last one? Did I lose you?
2: Yep, I got you there. I got you there. No, he actually, uh, you know what, he actually, uh, he was, he was solid during those four games. You know, he honestly, uh, you wouldn't be able to tell that he had, he put the workload that he did in. And, you know, I thought uh, that Wednesday's fourth game might have been his best game that he had. So, um, you know, obviously, it's not an ideal situation at, at times, but you know, we, for him, he's been, he's been such a rock for us. Like you mentioned that stat before. I mean, he's just been, uh, he's been lights out, you know, every time we put him in the net. So it's, uh, you know, it's hard to ever find a time where he shouldn't be getting his number called back. And it's been really good for us. And, you know, obviously we, we feel like his play, uh, you know, his play is only going to continue to get better. Well,
0: now uh, you have to are you able to get work in because you have you do have three goalies and yep and and you know Rodomsky your, your guy that's been playing the, the the bulk of the minutes is a senior um, yep and you've got you know uh letty who's a, who's a who's a freshman so I, I'm sure that kind of plays into it a little bit and you know you're also sitting there with uh Daniel Allen, who played pretty good for you guys last year uh, yep the times that I got to see him as a sophomore so uh, how it is how is that kind of working in the mix in practice is is it just you going with the hot hand or how's that uh, how's that decision being made
2: yeah I think a lot of it's just with you know how obviously how they started early on and, and and Matt did a really nice job of establishing self as our guy and then you know him getting off to a really good start and really his play not having a lot of falters in it you know he had me one one game where you know against michigan tech where i thought he you know struggled a little bit in that game now he didn't help him out as much as we needed to but you know it it probably wasn't up to his standards and really outside of that he's been just you know fantastic so we have a lot of confidence in the other guys it's just uh you know and they got to get their work in in different ways and still be prepared and Mentally ready and doing a lot more goalie sessions and things like that. But uh you know, at the end of the day, it's a tough position because only one guy's getting to go and play. And you know, he's been uh fortunately for us, he's been you know really good. And with all the confidence in him that he can continue the workload.
1: Okay, I'm going to ask you this, and you know it's coming. To me being a Minnesotan, but Johnny <laughs> Sorensen has been everything I'm guessing that you thought he would be coming in for you and doing. Uh, the things that he's needed to do. I know he's had some injuries and he's battled through them, but uh, can you talk about his play a little bit and maybe more his leadership?
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's what, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because Johnny, that's that's the number one thing that he brings into our group is just the of how great of a person he is, uh, how mu- how big of a competitor he is, how he makes other guys better around him. Uh, He doesn't have a letter on him, just, you know, being a guy that came in this year, but obviously is looked upon as a leader in our locker room in a lot of ways. And someone that, you know, he, he relates to everybody, the guy that, you know, is not playing any minutes and, you know, is young and trying to earn his ropes to the, you know, the other top guys that he holds accountable with their play. So that's the biggest thing. And then obviously on the ice, the, the production is, you know, spoke for itself and it's been great. And, um, you know, as uh, I think, it, I think he's only gonna get more in that category in terms of how he's chipping in offensively. And I, I think he's gonna have, uh, I think he's gonna have a really good second half of the year for us.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you who this was cause it wouldn't be fair, but I talked to a coach that has a really good player. Uh, on his team, and he said, uh, when he had a meeting with him, he said, you know, um, I'm going to put a letter on you this year because I think you deserve it, but uh, I want you to go out there and show us that you can make the guys around you better. Don't build your resume for a hopeful NHL career, but make the guys around you better. And I think you just defined Johnny Sorensen, and I think that's what guys need to look to. If you're a good player, a good, talented player, you can make the guys around you better, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it starts in, you know, practices and on the bench and all those little things too. And, you know, I think he helps with the way he plays the game too, to help drive, you know, lines. He's not afraid to, uh, you know, play both ends of the rink and, you know, play a hard, tough game um, and, you know, helps with creating more uh room and space for his team and he you know he has an ability to finish and do all those other things but he just does a lot of subtle things and uh we're really fortunate to have him uh just represent our program and obviously for me it's been a pleasure to coach and uh you know it's nice to have those guys and the nice thing about our group is we have a lot of those guys in that room I, I really truly love the guys I think they're a pretty phenomenal character group. And, you know, it makes it fun coming to the rink every day. Even, you know, we have a week off this week, but, you know, we had a, had a good day of practice and just fun because the guys want to continue to get better.
0: All right. So because Scott has to be predictable. (laughs) That's my life. Talk about, talk about the Minnesota guys, which is enough. Um, you know me. I look for the. I look for the for the oddities. How does a guy go from Nottingham to Aberdeen <laughs> to Fairbanks in Cade? Yeah. And, and, uh, Cade, uh, yeah. Cade Nielsen.
2: Yeah, you know his dad. His dad uh, is a pro coach. He's actually he coaches over in England, and um, he got some different pro coaching jobs. So uh, you know, he was born in actually, uh, Louisiana, uh, when his dad was playing down there. So he's an American, a Canadian and a, because uh, his dad, his dad's Canadian. So he's, he's three nationalities got more, you know, more passports than born or whatever, That Jason Bourne guy. So it's like, it's crazy. So, uh, he, no, he, he it's been good. He's, uh, you know his journey's a very unique one, and uh, you know he's been he's been good for us. A younger player, and you know he got to represent his country in the World Championships in the spring, and uh, which was a you know awesome. He's out there you know competing against NHL players, and what a great experience for him. And uh, you know he's been he's been good for us. You know, young guy still you know learning learning about the ins and outs of college hockey on a daily you know nightly basis, but. I think he's got a bright future for us and, uh, you know, a very unique story, like you mentioned. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's seen a lot of different places, been a lot of different places. And, you know, I think that's only going to continue after, you know, stopping in Alaska for four years. And, you know, I'm sure he'll have, you know, a nice pro career, whether that's in Europe or North America after he's done.
1: Okay, well, we knew Paul would be predictable too with something like that. So, well, there's a bit, but anybody
0: could talk okay. about guys from Minnesota.
1: Come on, I know there's so many of them. But anyway, well, anyway, I know uh, I
0: could have <laughs> asked Coach about guys from New Jersey. I don't want to do nothing. Th- there aren't there aren't any. Anyway, yes,
1: there are. We got we,
2: we got we got one actually. Hey, we got one actually this year. Will Will Hillfiker. So we got yeah. we got one New <laughs> <laughs> Jersey I, I just well,
1: had to give him a bad time, Coach. I had to give him a well, bad time. But yeah. i want to ask you about uh Radomsky again and the fact that he's played so many games because somebody asked Coach Powers the other day, uh, they said, um, do you worry about TJ Semptenfelter playing too much? And he goes, I-, I think that's a myth. He goes, Nobody worries about my skaters that play 20 minutes a night. So he said, Why should we worry about goaltenders? And furthermore, if they want to play in the pros, they better play more than thirty six games.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Your thoughts uh, on that I- as well? I-
2: I, I agree with it. You know, as long as you're managing workloads and, uh, you know, I, I think that idea that you got to have two guys or there's got to be, I mean, we played Gregals a ton last year and, you know, I thought he was, you know, really great, you know, throughout it. So um, I haven't seen a lot of issues with that. Uh, again, you know, coach to coach, preference to preference, you know, again, we're sitting here below 500, so maybe uh, maybe I should take some advice from somebody else. But yeah, I mean, I, I, Matt's been great, and I, 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 yeah, I look at it differently. You know, I think every goalie is a little bit unique, but uh, I think if their mental makeup and they handle them, they treat their bodies right, I think they can be like any other positional player, and I think you can, you know, you can play them, uh, you can play them quite a bit throughout the course of a college a college season.
0: Well, listen, the, if if nothing else, coach the last two people you should be taking advice from are So I mean, holy, so I've just Hey, every
2: everyone everyone's got something we can learn from them, right? So well, everyone's got something.
0: Yeah, well, listen, I to, to and I and I get it. I mean, what? I mean, Richard Brodeur played what? 90 out of 82 games usually for the devils when, yeah. when they played, did yeah. they even have a backup goalie?
2: I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty new that uh, pretty new 30 was going good in the start every night.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and, and that was kind of a big change from the old days when teams literally only carried one goalie. So, um, yep. so, I mean, it's just, and, and so I agree with that. um, as you brought the freshmen in, and you've got a lot of them, and they're not all playing every game, but are they pretty much at this point where you expected them to be, or or is is the the growth curve on them been mixed?
2: You know what? They've been better. They've been better than I expected. You know, we've okay. got guys like Nielsen and uh, you know Gaffney, Kyle. Gaffney. I mean, he's been. He's been phenomenal for us. Uh, A.J. McCauley's been great. You know, we got some guys that really haven't gotten, and you don't want to say not gotten an opportunity, but they haven't been, you know, showcased as much in in the game setting. Uh, But we've liked where they're at in in practice. And, you know, I think it's going to be a really good group, a group that's, uh, you know, going to be able to help and contribute to our program for, a long time. And, you know, we find different guys, you know, our guys aren't, uh, you know, Arizona state's players or, you know, uh, Denver's players and, and coming in as freshmen, we don't, uh, you know, maybe have the five stars, but we got guys that are really nice college players that just need some time to develop. And, you know, we feel like we have some, uh, I wouldn't say diamonds in the rough, but guys that are going to be really good players here once they get into their second, third, fourth year,
0: but uh, and and that would probably have to do with the experience you had in those positions compared to some of the others, because your defense, you know, is a, the, the the guys that are playing every night are a bit older than the forwards.
2: They are, yep. And we have a couple guys. We have three young, hard, hard-nosed, good defending defensemen that just. We, all, we like all three of them and feel like they're all going to be there. You know, we have an older group on the back end. So, you know, it's nice to know that the guys in waiting, are, we feel like are going to be able to take those minutes away uh, for next year and obviously with some incoming guys as well. But uh, I, I think the future is, is looking good for the program, and we're excited about it and feel like we're only going to continue to get better from where we're at right now.
1: Coach, you know w- – we don't do this often. So I want to do it right now with your team, but yeah, um, we don't talk about your coaching staffs or your support staff, but man, the travel and the things that you guys have to go through on the road. And, and I know, you know, poor Dylan last year really went through a lot <laughs> <laughs> with your team when you were fighting the travel problems and all of that. But just give a little shout out to your support staff and your assistant coaches and how important a role they play when you're traveling from Fairbanks to the, uh, the lower 48 all the time.
2: No doubt. I mean, we're we're family more than, you know, I know that word gets thrown a lot, but I mean, we spend, yeah, we like, like you said, we spend a couple weeks on the road together, rooming together, you know, it just eating every meal together, all the ups and downs, the logistical things. So uh, we got such a great staff, so I'll just kind of run through them and what they do for us. But, uh, you know, Dylan Blankenship, like you mentioned, he's our director of hockey operations. He's coordinating all our travel on these you know two week long road trips setting up all the meals hotels all the logistics of what we need to do to be successful and does a great job you know our strength and conditioning coach nathan archer getting our guys ready every single week he'll jump on some road trips as well with us um you know running guys through you know band workouts we're in the hotel you know the hotel breakfast room doing <laughs> doing different body weight stuff to make sure our guys are in great shape cool downs all that stuff Uh, so he's been awesome. Uh, Palmer Trolley, who's our athletic trainer, he's with us all the time on the road dealing with bumps and bruises, treatments in the rooms. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever we need, warm-ups, cool. I mean, he's just, he's awesome getting our guys prepared. You know, you mentioned, you you know, Radomsky's workload. I mean, getting him, getting him, his body physically ready every night to be able to play at a high level and does an awesome job and Uh, Our our equipment guy, you can't forget the equipment guy, Tom Carroll, he does a good job with our group as well. Great job. He's, you know, he's, he's out there finding spots for, you know, he's got to set up all the pucks and, you know, just stuff people don't think about, right? Like we're travel, we can't bring our pucks or, you know, some of the, you know, uh, some like towels and I mean, just little stuff like that, making sure that the guys have them and treated right, you know, no matter what rink we're skating at or, you know, making sure the boards are out there and and obviously all the day-to-day stuff with equipment repair and sharpening. And, you know, he's away from his wife for, you know, two weeks at a time. And then, you know, our our coaching staff with uh, Lenny Hoffman and Chris Brown and the time that they put in and they're, you know, most of the time they're, you know like this last one they're out for 2 weeks and then they're back on the they're on the road for Thanksgiving watching more hockey so it's uh it's a lot of sacrifice it's an awesome group it's a lot of fun like you know i, I think uh, we we embrace a lot of the the you know the hard times cuz we get to do a lot of great things too i mean our team for one example you know we flew out of DC when we played Penn State and we got to go see the Lincoln Memorial and went to went around to the White House and it's just it's cool stuff that maybe other teams don't get to experience. And I, I haven't, you know, gotten to experience those things, but, you know, we get an opportunity to do that because of, you know, our travel schedule and obviously there's sacrifices involved in families, but um, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty great place and a pretty neat program. You know so I, sorry that was long that was long-winded I you gave me you set me up so i, so I had it you're welcome had, you gave me the, you gave me the floor to talk about the staff coach they're awesome, awesome people
1: that's what i was looking for coach yeah uh, don't worry about that I, I gotta ask you this though because paul is old and he remembers the old days when everything was bus travel yep um, yeah. i'm i'm not nearly that old but i was telling him the other day we were talking and i said Um, You know, I think the kids these days really love programs like yours and Anchorage and Lindenwood and the independent schedule because when I talk with them, they tell me about, you know, we got to go here and go there. Uh, yep. You know, the Anchorage guys were talking about they made a stop at the Grand Canyon and then they got to go to Vegas and yep. half the team had never been to Vegas. And so are you seeing that as a change where the, the players right now are are interested in seeing the country while they're playing hockey, too, and getting an education? Or is that just yeah. a myth in my mind?
2: no it's not i think it's a big thing that we sell it's like life experiences right i mean one you're coming up to live i mean we we you know like (laughs) we went to you know they get to spend time in alaska where people you know it's a once in a lifetime trip for people to be able to spend time up here you know a lot of people save up you know we have tour buses full of people coming up here and they're once in a lifetime trip and you know they get four years to experience that i mean that's one thing but without our travel and then you know, the next piece is all these different spots that we get to go to. I mean, you know, our our guys that have been with, I mean, we got to go to Times Square last year in New York City. We got to, you know, see the White House in Washington, D.C., NHL games. You know, it's just it's, it's something especially for, you know, we have a high contingency, obviously, of European and Canadian players, but, you know, they would never experience that. And you know you could go a lifetime without getting that opportunity in four years they're going to get a chance to see all these neat places play against all these different programs really get to see all parts of the united states and yeah, I mean, you know, you get your education, and, and obviously they want to go play pro, but the life experiences are second to none, and they're going to be the memories that they're making with their teammates and, and what they get to see and the time that they spend in the hotel rooms and, you know, eating the meals together. I mean, they're going to remember that the rest of their lives.
0: Do, does your, and, 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 and I, I say this in a positive manner, because you get to see it, does your UN roster make you sit there sometimes and like, wow, that's an odd friendship.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. That happens, that happens quite a bit, you know? So it's, uh, it, it's pretty neat. You gotta, you know, you got a Latvian next, you know, right next to a Russian that's right next to a Swedish play, you know, and the Canadian, right. they're all, they're all best friends. I mean, you know, and, and that's the cool thing. And, it, it, you know, get, it, you know, you talk about our staff, but give credit to those guys and the guys before them with Carlos and, Joe Howe is at Yale now um god they just built a great group of people and you know you have those friendships and you know I I know those guys I mean even some of the guys that have moved on I mean they're going over to Europe to visit their friends they're getting married and you know going to this this wedding or that wedding it's just uh it's what hockey is all about right the relationships in our business and in our sport and um you know there's some pretty neat people there and Uh, it doesn't matter whether they're, you know, American or Canadian or European. Um, you know, there's some pretty strong friendships that, that, that get born over the day to day and the, uh, you know, through the hard times and the good times of, of, of being a part of the program.
1: Okay. I got, uh, hold on a minute. I got to get my last one in, then you can get your last one in. I got two comments for you, Eric. And then, uh, And then Paul can get a last question in, too. But um, (laughs) uh, Paul wants to come up there in January. So see if you can book something for him uh, to be there in January. That's what he's looking forward to. I don't want to make it a a once-in-a-lifetime trip. I want to come up there multiple times. So count on me just as soon as we can uh, make this work that I'm going to be there multiple times. So that's the two comments. And, And the final one for me is does Dylan ever break down and, and be honest now <laughs> because well, I, mean, I, I saw him struggling and, and he had a smile on his face. You know what he gets, he, he gets,
2: <laughs> Oh yeah. He gets stressed. You know, he doesn't show it. He just, you know, he gets all and you know what? He takes it. You know we give him a hard time too. The guys will give him raves him a bit too, and you know he gives it right back. And yeah, you know what? You know what's you know what's a great though is like those people just make your program. You know what I mean? Like those are the types oh, yeah. of people yeah. that yeah. just it, it's what it's all about. And honestly, it's why this program will continue to move forward. It's because of the people. And guy, he's an awesome guy. And yeah, uh, he's. But you're right. He's always got a smile on his face. He hides that stress really well. Oh, he, really told, he
1: told me last year when he was trying to get all you guys into Denver, and I was going like, how are you doing this? And he just gave me a smile and said, you know what? It's just part of the job. I'm going like, part of the job is rescheduling 26 people all the time. Oh, I can't even imagine. But God bless him. He's a great kid, and he does a great great young man and does a great job with you guys. I just had to get a shout-out into Dylan. So when you see him, tell him that I was thinking about him.
2: Well, hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. His head might not be able to fit through the door when he's seen at practice tomorrow. I'm like we got to humble him a little bit. So.
1: Yeah. I did tell you that he forgot sticks one time, and
2: perfect. Yeah, there we go. Now, now we're getting back to what. Now we're getting back to it. So,
0: okay, Paul, take it away. Right, well, first of all, Coach, I will say this. Okay, um, you have a better shot at getting me up there in January than you. Than anybody will ever have of getting me <laughs> to Times Square, certainly in this time of the <laughs> year. <laughs> okay, That's Ken, so, 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 uh, and, and and you could take that and this New Yorker's word to the bank on that. I want no part of that. So, uh, <laughs> God bless you for 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 having the courage. I don't know what the word is to use, but for being down there at this time of the year. So. Um, you know, uh, you know, and, and the other question is, um, how, how is uh, the recruiting coming along? Uh, are, are you leaps and bounds ahead of last year? And and we're talking about uh, recruiting players A and B, maybe uh, trying to talk some people into you know putting up a team and. <laughs> and, 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 and and getting a conference going when this NCAA moratorium is gone, um, you know, maybe say somebody that's much closer to you geographically than than most.
2: Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, that's a good. You snuck in two questions there, so now I got <laughs> to. I'll, I'll answer more. So the first one is recruiting is going is going well. We're we're uh, we are you know, we it's funny, I was just talking with our AD about it today. It's been, you know, we've been so year to year, which is so unique and right. hockey, you know, hockey, right? I mean, years out that we finally feel like we can be, you know, we're recruiting younger players now to fill in for guys in two years, three years, etc. So we finally feel like we're our heads above water, you know, that can change probably, you know, 10 guys in the transfer right. portal and then then you're back in panic mode again, right. but um, right now we feel good about where we're at and where the program's at and there's just a lot of exciting things on the horizon and um, you know different concepts and ideas about things that we can continue to enhance here so it's it's great that way um, and then the second piece of it is with the conference I, I don't know like that's it's just such an elephant I, and not even I don't even know if it's just like it's just frustrating we'd like to uh you know, just speaking honestly about it, it's just frustrating. We'd like to see some more expansion. We'd like to see the independents be able to get together. Um it just it, it just seems like we're still waiting uh waiting for these winter meetings with the NCAA uh to see what happens in terms of single sport conference to multi-sport conference and uh you know because we'd we'd love to try to do something with the independents, and you know that's you know we have a a number of teams there. And I think it's, there's some jumping on points for, you know, a team likes, you know, just say it Simon Frazier or a team like, uh, UNLV, UNLV. you know, yeah. those types of teams that I think are close. Right. So, um, anyways, I know that's a long winded second piece of it, but no, that's, okay. you know, I guess there's not really anything there. It's just a lot of talk and speculation. I think a lot of waiting to win the NCAA, if we could, you know, I'm, I'm hoping they don't do away with single sport conferences, but, you know, until we know that, everyone's kind of sitting there. Um, you know, sitting there just basically uh waiting for a decision to be
0: made. And do we have a a, a at least an estimate? Because I don't think people realize just how much that is a factor in a lot of this. And it 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 would I would imagine that. Uh, to quote-unquote eliminate single-sport conferences, that would probably have more effect on college hockey than anything else.
2: Yeah, you know, it would. And, you know, now all of a sudden you're talking about, you know, a let's just say the conference like the CCHA, it couldn't start going forward because it's a single-sport conference. So, you know, that type of stuff, you know, if we were to make, let's say, the independent hockey conference, you know, or the great Western conference, you know, as it was in the old days, you couldn't have that with an automatic qualifier. If there's a, you'd have to fall under, you know, the PAC 12 or, uh, you know, SEC or wherever you have to fall under a conference. So there's just a lot of waiting, you know, I think there's a number of teams you your Utica's your, uh, you know, the, the all the assumptions and I mean the D two schools right. out there that are in the same, same boat, um, so I just think I think there will be a lot of – I think there will be more teams than you'd think that are going to jump on here. But if everyone's waiting until the NCAA makes a decision – and it's the same thing on coaching size limits and scholarships and all these different things are still up in the air. And so until we know – where the NCAA's future lies and what they want, I think every, I think athletic directors especially are saying, "Hey, we we need to hold off on this because we don't want to make a, you know, we don't want to make a poor move or a poor financial move right now in today's times."
0: Okay, well, I I have to sneak one more in here because you you said it, and 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 that was kind of uh, caught me off guard. Um, you know, this stuff doesn't happen we know that things happen for whatever reasons they happen, but people are always kind of making contingency plans and things have, have not necessarily you guys specifically, but have you heard of, of, of schools and leagues saying to, to multi-sport conferences, Hey, what do you think if this happens what are the chances that something like this could happen where you quote take us on have you yeah i mean i
2: could yeah i mean i think that would be the next step right you could see somebody you know take on hockey right in in a multi-sport conference you know i want to say the ecac is like that but um you know, I think they have other sports, you know, it's not, it's not just hockey. So it's, I think they have a multi, you know, multi-sport conference or, you know, stuff like that. So I could definitely see other you know, uh, a conference sponsoring hockey. And then, you know, that group falling under their umbrella, who that is, where that is, right? when that happens, you know, you and I can both try to read the stars for that one. But I think, I, I think it's. Uh, I think that would be the next step, right? It, you know, it's a domino play, and you know, if you eliminate single sport conferences or the ability to form them for AQs, then you know, okay, well, we got to figure out a multi sport one, and people are smart, not, a lot smarter than me, they'll be able to figure stuff like that out.
1: Yeah. You're- and, and you're talking to Paul now, so you're okay. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, still you're, smarter you're definitely than <laughs> smarter than anybody else on this podcast, I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, Eric, uh, first of all, thanks for joining us because I know you got a crazy busy schedule. Um, you know, I went to school at Minnesota Duluth, and it was always like Minnesota is Minnesota and, and you're just Duluth type thing. Um, but what's going on in Alaska? Are you guys Alaska and they're just Anchorage? <laughs> Did he hang up on me when no, I No, but that? I don't
2: think he wants to answer. <laughs> no. no, I mean I'll say we yeah, we're Alaska and they're, they're anchorage, so that's the way it is. We we got we're U of A and they're UA, you know, we, we still go by UAF, but we're UA and you know they're uaa they gotta add that X ray in, so Yeah. All so right. no, and, we and- like I said, there's not a lot, you know, we're on the ice, it's a nice rivalry, right? So
1: I, yeah, I'm starting the rivalry like fight up right now, buddy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, number, number 34 in the pair rise. They uh, currently at 5-7-2. and two. Um, a, a really good performance, I think, all year. So congratulations on that. I will tell you, uh, Paul does a Super 16, which we're going to announce here in just a minute. So I'll tell you, the number one team in the country right now, Eric, in Paul's mind, is DU. And you get a shot at them again. The only team to uh, tie them or beat them at home ice last year, I believe.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're gonna be excited for it. I know that's a lot of fun. Magnus, awesome rink, and then you know, obviously, as you know, all the connections with Alaska there. So that's a it's a it's a cool thing for me being able to coach against those guys. And um, you know, I know our players will be excited. And obviously, they have a another you know heck of a team. It's hard for me to imagine that they're not number one, being the defending champions. But you know, like you said, every poll is a little different, and people got their own opinions on it.
1: Absolutely. Eric Largan, appreciate your time. Uh, be safe up there. Be safe on the travels, and hopefully, I'll catch up with you. Who knows? I may be in Notre Dame on New Year's Day. How about that?
2: <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, we, we always love to see friendly faces. So, appreciate your guys' time. Thanks for covering us, and, um, you know, have a great rest of the week.
1: Thanks, All coach. Right, you. Too. See and you guys. Eric Larkin, yeah, the head coach from the uh, Alaska Nanooks. Just the Alaska ones. They don't have to be the anchors. They don't have to add the extra A. They're just Alaska. Anyway, Paul and I are going to be back to uh, talk Super 16 and wrap up another edition of Analytics and Eyeballs in just a couple of minutes. From the nation's best college hockey
2: conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than
0: 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team
2: is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc
1: hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Passion, talent, development.
0: NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel.
1: Gensel, Gensel. Gensel. banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kill McCarr. Gail McCarr. He scores.
2: Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player,
0: nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness.
1: Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused.
0: You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been oh. listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All
1: right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now?
2: Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772.
1: All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans, to Analytics and Eyeballs. It's our Monday night show where we talk numbers. We also talk about what we see. And sometimes we have really great guests like uh, Eric Largan, the head coach from Alaska, the uh, Fairbanks, Nanooks. But just Alaska. Just call them Alaska. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, beautiful Rincon, Funner, California, if you will, at the beautiful Harris uh, Resort property here. I uh, Didn't make it to the hot tub today. It was just a little cloudy and a little cool, but uh, I'll get there um, eventually. Paul Hornstein out on the palatial estate on Long Island, New York. And, Paul, it is time for the Super 16. Uh, first of all, wait a second.
0: Uh, wuss, because that would not have stopped me from going to the hot tub we 60 degrees. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, okay. I used to spend desert summer days in hot tubs. a little 60-degree weather ain't going to scare me. That's for darn sure.
1: <laughs> Scared me. I'm old. Anyway, um, the Super 16 is out. I like it. I looked at it because you finally let me look at it, too. So I looked at it a little closer today, and I know we're running out of time because we had mm. such a great guest on. We could have gone another 45 minutes. But anyway. Um, 10 minutes. It, it's great to have Eric on and be able to talk about it. Yeah. So let me read you the first four. Uh, as you know, uh, Denver, Minnesota, Quinnipiac, Boston U. How did you come up with those four? Uh,
0: first of all, there were a lot of splits this weekend. So there really wasn't a whole lot of movement up and down. Uh, you know, it's, you know. If you go back to last week, the the top four is the same. And I just switched UConn and Michigan because UConn got spanked by Cornell at Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, you're due for a stinker. You know, now if they go play next week and, and have a bunch more stinkers, you know, that's, that's a different story. But you're still talking about uh, a team that's two games uh, – Two points up in Hockey East with, with a game in hand. Uh, Hold on a minute. No, you're stealing the
1: Thunder. They're, they're, that's the next set. Let oh, me sorry. read the next set. Then sorry. you then you can get into it. Either that. way, they have a big uh, series coming up this weekend with Merrimack. <laughs> Five, six, seven, and eight. Michigan, UConn, Penn State, UMass Lowell. Um, Penn State would like to have a word with you. Right. Why are they still there? Why are they still seven and not in the top four? Uh, cause... They're 13 wins doesn't count. Teams. 13 wins doesn't count, I guess. They're not as good as those other teams. Okay. Okay. And you explained the flip-flop with Michigan and, and Connecticut. So, okay, we're all cool there. Um, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Michigan State, Merrimack, St. Cloud, Michigan Tech. Uh, The phone is ringing again from St. Cloud. What do we have to do, Paul Hornstein? What do we have to do? We're 11-3-0 in the NCHC. What do we have to do? Right.
0: No, first of all, you're not 11-3-0 in the NCHC, okay? (laughs) That's not your conference record.
1: Ooh. so Setting the record straight right off the get-go. I like it. I'm setting
0: you straight, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) I, I meant that they play in the NCHC.
0: Oh, okay. Well, listen, you know, I am grudgingly moving them up, you know? I mean, they're they're closer and closer to the top 10.
1: <laughs> oh, Coach, if you're listening, Coach Brett Larson, he's precautionally moving them up. Okay. Uh, Michigan Tech, one of the teams that is coming to the Desert Classic, yep. in at number 12 right now. Um, does that help your son doubles? the better they play? Well, of course
0: it does. Okay. Especially Just if they second. win.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, 13, 14, 15, and 16, Minnesota State. Ohio State, Providence, and Harvard. I'm okay with Minnesota State. I'm okay with Providence. I'm okay with Harvard, is where they're at. Ohio State just got beat by LIU.
0: Yeah. Um I'm put it, those those teams, those schools are on quote notice.
1: Oh, 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 oh be careful in other
0: words, right? Um, yeah, that goes for for Minnesota State and Ohio State. Um you're they they came very close to to be dropped to to dropping out, and I probably should have Harvard a little higher, but you know um they need
1: more games need more games, yeah, but they're getting there okay, so here's the question that everybody in in the state of Arizona wants to know where are your sun devils at how close are they How close are they to bust him into that six team again?
0: I don't know, I'll let you know
1: after Denver ooh Suspense. suspense. Not a whole lot of suspense, where, to be honest. Where did you have now? Did you have like 17, 18? Where were they? Uh, did they get I votes? Don't know. I didn't get were that they close? Oh. did get that far? <laughs> he only has to do 16, folks. Yeah, so that's how farther he goes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what a great Super 16. It's always great uh, talk. And uh, I put the pairwise rankings up uh, the, as they were yesterday. So just to quickly run through them. Number five, Denver, which is ridiculous. How are they number five in the pairwise? Anyway, number 24, Arizona State. How do you drop two spots when you beat and you lose one game goal to the number two team and you beat them in overtime the second and you lose two spots in the pairwise? I'm sorry. I don't I don't agree with that. I know, but I don't uh, want to have th- to
0: start printing those numbers out every
1: week. I know. Number 34 them, I uh, in the pairwise pair is, is Alaska. And right. uh, number 45, Colorado College. Number 50, number 52, and number 60 are Air Force, Lindenwood, and Anchorage. And again, a couple of those teams were idle, and they lost position. How can you lose position when you don't play? Ah, Okay, I've had enough. I've had enough.
0: I know you love the computer just as much as I do. You just won't admit it.
1: Can we just have computer and eyeballs? Can we have analytics and eyeballs? That's all I'm asking. I mean, just... Come on, balance things out a little bit so you can you can watch a game and make it worth something because people aren't stupid, Paul. They can watch hockey games, and they can tell who the better team is. Yeah, and uh, and uh, when the computer says, oh, no, Denver, Denver lost one game after getting a week off, and they had a, a rugged schedule to start, they lose one game at home to a team that played really, really well from what I'm told, and I haven't seen the whole thing yet. I saw bits and pieces of it. But, and you drop them to five? And then, by the way, they came back and they won a 6-3 game afterwards.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. You win by one or you win by
1: 100. It doesn't matter. But talk to the computer. Don't talk to me. I know. I am talking to the computer. And it's not listening. So that means I got to talk to you.
0: I don't listen to you either.
1: (laughs) It's a common theme, folks. Take it away. Yeah.
0: From the Summer Skate Studios, analytics and eyeballs have been brought to you by Drurians and Sweets drury plaza lake buena vista the newest official disney world hotel is booking now at druryhotels.com university of central oklahoma the two-time acham1 champions and champions every day in the classroom at ucohockey.net and uco.edu at&t wireless where new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone buy summer skates whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player Show off your game in style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. San Diego State University, the best of education, California College Hockey and Lifestyle at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration. For schedule and ticket information, go to ouhockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure that you get the right car that fits your needs new or pre-owned. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza. You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at jetspizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at your favorite platform. Platform, your favorite podcast platform. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. And when you search it, it's ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Search, subscribe, rate, and review. Help people find the show. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com network.
1: All right, very good, my friend. A couple of things I want to talk about partners on real quick. I have uh, 50 pair of custom summer skates for San Diego State University, which I will be delivering on Wednesday. So if your team needs some, uh, by all means, reach out to me, uh, either on the website or uh, text me or social media, whatever, and let me tell you how you can be a part of the summer skates revolution as well, like San Diego State. So look for them. They're going to be out there. Um, I also want to shout out. Uh, our friends at Behind the Mask, I stopped in again this weekend, saw the, uh, the guys because Randy was not there with uh, Thanksgiving. He was in and out, I guess, but didn't get a chance to see him or Steven. But I did see some of the guys there and they took really good care of us and got us some more. Um, well, got some of us guys that can fit into things. Yeah, some not items. the fat guys. So, like um, me. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway, uh, Stephen Marsh and myself will be well outfitted. <laughs> well, somebody has to be anyway <laughs> anyway um and, and of course the guys at jesse rays get prepared because there's another big week of hockey coming up in vegas in just a week or so when uh unlv uh san diego state oregon and canisius all get together for three days of hockey in vegas it's going to be classic it's going to be awesome uh another shout out as well to all of our uh, ahl teams that, that take good care of me on the road because uh San Diego State opened up the, uh, a, a nice invitation for me today to come down Wednesday and see their guys. And, of course, Kevin McGlue and the guys in the Colorado Eagles, Henderson Silver Knights, Jared and Josh up at Ontario, and, of course, uh, Adrian and uh, head coach Steve Potter with the Roadrunners. Man, oh, man, you guys are awesome. I know I miss some people, but those are just the ones that have touched me in the last couple of weeks and uh, really appreciate everything that you do to uh, to make our life a little easier, especially when we're on the road for three weeks. Okay, um, our thanks to Eric Largan, the head coach from Alaska, the Nanooks, and it's just Alaska, folks. You don't need to add an extra letter, it's just UA, it's Alaska. <laughs> I'll we'll, add, uh, yeah,
0: or I'll just say Fairbanks. Thank you. I'm not yeah. saying those other two letters in combination. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a problem for you, isn't it? Nope. Uh, anyway, um. So I I kind of stirred the the governor's cup and that was fun. Yeah. Eric told us all about the governor's cup and all that. I thought that was kind of no, cool. it was. So um I stirred the cup to get it ready so it's Alaska against Anchorage apparently. Um <laughs> and we'll go from there and see what happens. Um okay. Tomorrow night, uh hopefully we have another guest on. We're we're hoping for the uh senior associate athletic director from Arizona State, Frank Ferrara is uh, hopefully going to be joining us cuz we want to talk with Frank and find out about everything that is Arizona state hockey that Paul Hornstein doesn't know, which isn't much, by the way. True. Anyway, <laughs> we'll say, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody.